0: What's up, everyone, and welcome to the 20th episode of the Sad Naws CDH podcast. Naws on a budget. Today, I'm joined by my co-host, Adam, better known as Poppyphobia.
1: What's up, everybody?
0: And a special guest in front of the show, Timmy T. 1000 from CDH Budget Brews.
2: Oh, I'm supposed to talk here. Hi. <laughs> <laughs> but before we
0: get started, I think we have some triggers to resolve in our upkeep. Awesome. Yep. Thank
1: you, Kian. So to start with, we're going to shout out all of our high tier patrons. Thank you to Dute, Usable Object, Senator Tom, Sora Flower, uh, Scorish, Jeff Bezos, Geos Justin, and Domino. The support from all of our patrons has been wonderful. And if you'd like to support us as well, you can at patreon.com sadnos. Um, By the time that this episode comes out, I believe that Kevin, Kian, and I will all be enjoying steak sandwiches at Oktoberfest in Philly. Uh, We'll be out there filming vlog content along with meeting and collaborating with many different content creators while there. So make sure that you stick around for all that wonderful content when we return, as well as an overhaul to our Patreon to support uh, the people that support us. Um, And I think it's time for our guest, Timmy, to talk about what he's got going
3: on.
2: Hi, I'm Tim, aka TimmyT1000, around the interwebs. People might have heard about me before, maybe not. Uh, I am the. uh, I run CDH Budget Brews, which is a brewing discord kind of geared towards entry level or new player like CDH or people kind of wanting to get into it and not quite ready to make the jump. Uh, I have a Twitch same name i have a youtube same name um and what else would you like to know about current stuff
1: well just like uh you know you got your youtube you got your twitch do you got any uh
2: tournaments or things that you got going on i know that you've been involved in budget tournaments before i do so next weekend actually the same weekend as on the saturday of oktoberfest uh, that is, I believe, the 19th of November. Uh, I am going to be streaming all day on the Budget Bruce Switch channel, our first webcams, CBB100. So we're doing a $100 budget webcam tournament. It's free entry. And uh, we are at our 64-player cap for the first one. We may expand in the future. Uh, we'll have deck list the whole nine yards. We'll be streaming all day um and it's on webcam. So kind of excited nice. about that. Yeah. Yeah, that sounds awesome.
1: Um so we got a bunch of stuff to kind of go through today. Um bunch of stuff to talk to with Timmy about budget and uh specifically CDH budget and all the things that uh, he's involved with in the community but before we do that uh, i want to remind everybody to smash that like button and hit subscribe and if you're listening on a podcast platform like apple podcast or spotify make sure that you leave us a review and a rating as it helps us to reach new audiences and with that i think we're going to move on to our main phase so For today's topic, we are joined by Timmy T1000 of CDH Budget Brews to discuss his content as well as the diversity and challenges of budget brewing in CDH and address the influx of new players to our format and what that means for growth going forward. So to start this whole podcast episode out, this whole conversation, I think we want to ask you, you, Timmy, the question about why budget CDH? What drove you to budget CDH and, and why do you enjoy
2: it so much? So, so really what it is, is I'm a big, like, I mean, you guys, I get messages from you guys pretty regularly about mana bases and, like, help improving your decks, mana bases. Um, so, I was, like, a big mana base guy. So, way, 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 way back. So, like, before the Nexus, before, back when PlayEDH had, like, three people on it. Me and Scott and this other guy who doesn't really come around much Start. We're gonna start a podcast called The Mana Bond where all we were gonna talk about was mana bases, but it was too dry of a topic for anything like past like half an episode, yeah. And so that kind of fell apart. And then, but part of that was like kind of helping people who are in non proxy metas or in non proxy environments still be able to like interact on a relatively high level cheaper um, the main thing with budget as far as like CH is concerned it's really kind of a misnomer because mostly what I do is really neither budget and is really not CDH because a lot of what I brew are like 500 and 750 dollar decks which obviously are not cheap um but since they're missing a lot of the like reserveless <clears throat> cars and super high-end stuff they're really technically not CDH. Mm. It's more of just a way to kind of help direct new players and make CDH a little more approachable because the budgetized CDH decks tend to be a little more linear, a little less layered, and the pacing t- tends to be a little bit slower because you'll start missing tutors. You'll start missing things like Dockside, you know, all the f- free interaction. You're missing all the... Uh, most of the, stuff. A lot of the... A lot of the mana positive rocks, like you may only be running a couple, so it tends to kind of, especially for play groups like transitioning from casual into C into the power level of CDH, it makes the decks a lot more approachable, and also it being like, if you look at any of my five hundred dollar lists on my website, uh, chbudgetbrews.club, uh, you, like if you've been playing standard or modern for like the last couple of years you probably have a pretty significant portion of the cards in the deck. Like, you know, you, you got the, the M10 Dominaria lands or the Commander Legends battle bond and slash battle bond lands. Uh, you might have shock lands from one of the 15 returns to Ravnica we've had. Like, <laughs> a lot of that kind of stuff. You know, you probably got Arcane Signets running around. Yeah. You know... So what happens is, is like, when you look at a lot of those lists, if you have a decent card pull, you find out that, like, out of a $500 deck, you probably got, like, 300 of it just sitting around, not being used. And then, sure, you probably have to buy, like, you know, a Tana Pact and and a couple of Fetchlands or maybe a Mox Opal or a Mana Vault or something just to kind of help round it out. What are so some that,
0: examples of, like, sorry to cut you off, but what were some examples yeah. of, like, some, like, 400 to $500 decks that you think would do well? Like... In like a general CDH meta game, I guess.
2: So, so, so I kind of have a rule of like a two X. So I advocate for not playing a deck against decks that are more than double its budget, just okay. as like a general rule. So like, like Godo or like Silvalla would probably be okay, like to play against like decks that are maybe missing like some of the Reserveless cards. You know what I'm saying? Like, if, okay. I wouldn't take a $500 yeah. deck and then go play it on the subreddit or go play it on the Nexus or go play right. it on on any proxy environment. Let's put it that way. You know what I mean? Like, And I and I don't advocate for that. Um, So kind of where the, the, the budget decks kind of come in are more in the, like, when they start missing some of the bells and whistles. Kind of like those LGS high power kind of mixed metas. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah, I got you.
0: Yeah. What are some challenges, uh, that come with being a budget content creator? I know that most of the CDH people are mm-hmm. like no budget whatsoever. We just want to play like the best decks and we're going to showcase the best decks. What is a challenge for you as a budget creator? How, how do you get people interested in like brewing on a
2: budget? So actually it, it, it's, the, the budget part isn't really the problem. It's to take it more seriously is the issue for me. So a lot of a lot of budget players they just like to kind of brew their wild zany kind of timmy yeah. decks, right?
0: Some like Mimi deck or something. Yeah, 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 like yeah. a lot
2: like whatever new I mean it's just take like whatever CDH players do naturally and then amplify it because it's more of like more casual, more casual player focused, more more kind of newer player focused. And then you Mm. kind of amp up, like, the kind of, like, the Timmy-Johnny factor to it. The meanie factor. You know what I'm saying? And so a lot of what happens is, is you get a lot of, like, really unrefined decks. And then, like, a lot of times I'll, like, play in, like, learning pods with people kind of once in a while. And they'll see, like, the decks that I've built or the decks that me and, like, some of the deck helpers or the people who have kind of been taught how to play before them. And then they realize the difference. A lot of what it is is really just helping get players to learn how to, like, interact and, like, build on, cur- like, cast on curve, not play a bunch of ETB tap lands into three mana rocks and have four, you know, and playing cancel in their deck. Like, you know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> like, for example, there are 16 blue, blue one counter spells that have upside, that counter any spell. Really? Sixteen, Yeah. Yeah, 16. So, like, when, uh...
1: when on the terms of, like, budget, you're kind of just trying to provide as much value as possible for the cards that you can...
2: Yeah, yeah. It's kind of helping teach players how to, like, build... Because you can build anything with a competitive mindset. You can build a $50, $100, $200 deck with a competitive mindset. Right. So it's about like learning your meta, learning how to interact, learning your timing, learning efficient ways to do things, yep. and just not everybody has like infinite amounts of money, and not everybody can proxy. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. Yeah.
0: I uh I think that it also teaches a player players um a very important like uh play pattern to this format, which is mana efic- efficiency. Mm-hmm. Like you can't just yeah. be like, oh, I'm gonna do nothing. F- for like two turns and then play this four mana mana rock. Like, that's not like right. you want to be using your mana that. either proactively or reactively. So, yeah, I think it's
2: yeah. right. Well, and the other thing is, is that helps um, teach players how to like, I mean, a lot of what I do, like, is helping people manage money, build collections effectively. Like, really, that's more of what I do than like, honestly, the, 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 the budget thing is just kind of a like the little spider's nest to catch the fly. You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. It's it's just a, a kind of lure
0: yeah. you, you like, got to go travel down in the spider's den for yeah, the, like, for the real, real shit. But <laughs> it, it's really
2: more of like teaching players who are novice how to be stronger players. I got you. you know? No, that yeah. makes a lot of sense. And,
1: and I think like Kian kind of brought up a good point where you say yeah. like you when you when you look at play patterns, right? Like even though mm-hmm. you're on a budget, you can kind of become a better player because yep. of that. Um, specifically, like you know, I feel like a lot of players like when you look at like the like these top level events or tournaments or things like that like you're so used to these play patterns of like oh i can just dump 10 mana rocks on the table and my deck's gonna do something whereas like when you're restricted you you're, you don't have the same type of thing so like the type of mulligans you keep the type of hands that you're playing the mm-hmm. type of spells that you're casting need to impact the game in a significant way and you need to build your deck accordingly so like mm-hmm. I feel like there's a lot of like play advantage to like starting off at a point like that, or, or even being restricted to certain types of decks or play patterns based on that.
2: It can be well in the metas different. Down, like when you start playing in those types of met, like teaches you how to like learn metas better, how to deck build better because you're kind of forced to assess a card. You you're you're, you're forced to give every card in your deck a cost benefit benefit analysis. Mm-hmm. You don't just get to slap every card in just because. You know, I mean, people are buying these cards. <laughs> you know, not everybody can go out and buy a tabernacle.
1: Yeah. And I think I, I've, I've watched a lot of your, your videos and, like, some of my favorite ones are, like, uh, well, like, one of my favorite videos I can remember is um, when you guys did the budget tournament. And it was, like, mm-hmm. you and Hokey and another friend of yours. You guys did the, the budget tournament. You talked about your decks at the end of the tournament. And, yeah. like, the decks are similar to what we see at the top end of like our right. tournaments but they're very different in like the play patterns and styles like cody right. and Rocco are, are good decks in budget events but also they mm. like play completely different to the to the right the, the well and, and, and,
2: and part of that is kind of like watching reprints and stuff as well yeah well that was yeah. the thing and the other thing is you have to kind of like like a budget meta like if you want to call it a thing is very it's going to be much more board centric a lot more creatures Because there's a, like, there's a higher mix of, like, mid-power and high-power commanders in that. Because, I mean, you can play a CDH commander on a budget sometimes. Not all of them port, but the ones that do, like, they're going to be very refined, but you still have to play against the Timmy Dino deck. And you have to know how to interact with that and still be able to, like, execute your plan. Because you can't always just go under them. Like, yeah, you, no,
1: like, Zakama's gonna do some work, so you gotta be prepared for
2: it. Yeah, <laughs> fucking Golta, or, like, <laughs> the one that won the budget con that we, me, Hoki, and Big Richie played at, was Kiri, the mono-blue thi- dragon from, um, Kimagala. Oh, the one that, I do know, yeah, yeah, yeah. The one when it dies, it, like, either mills or it returns two instants and sorceries or something. Yeah, it has yeah. the
1: LTB trigger. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah
2: that, <laughs> yeah, that was what won, but it was like, it was a, it was a dirtly dino deck. Like, it was definitely a casual deck. And he played it well. Like, I'm not trying to shit on the dude because he did play it very well, but it was, it was a casual deck. And it got there because the game got stalled out till late. And then the big bombs just took over and people couldn't yeah, answer the bombs. When the yeah. game,
1: it's, it's similar to, just to, um, i like the terminology we're using is like budget and budgetless but they're they're still similar but it's like very similar to budgetless cdh where mm-hmm. uh when the game goes long, the best casual deck wins right Yep. so mm-hmm. like it yeah does. it does it can i can definitely see like that being the case yeah
2: and, and it does kind of repeat itself like that
1: yeah well um you know um uh, with the the content that you produce you, you we talked about how it's like geared towards newer players specifically Mm -hmm. um do you feel like you have some type of responsibility because of your channel and the content that you make um towards like how these new players experience the format because i think a big thing that we've discussed before is that like um there's some type of onus as a content creator to um introduce people to the format or welcome them to CDH. And when you do content that's specifically geared towards like newer players or people getting into it for the first time, I feel like there's got to be a lot of weight there on making sure that they stick
2: around or enjoy it. So part of the reason why I started doing the budget thing was... All right. So you ready for the hot take moment here a little bit? Yeah, throw it out there. The way... The online CDH community treats new players is abysmal at best. At best. Go onto the Reddit, see anybody post a casual deck that they want to try to push as hard as it can, or they want to try to make CDH in it, in it, and it's not playing dual lands, like, they fucking get shredded. Alright? It's come a long way, but it's still pretty bad. It used to be really worse. It used to be way worse. Or, like, if, if a... Or that same type of question gets asked in a Discord, like we all we've all seen it happen. We all probably you experienced it when you first started getting into it in a CEH, like you just just play Blue Farm, bro. Right, and then they link the fucking DDB, and fifteen people just repeat it. Printer go burn, like whatever ignorant ass shit people say this week. Right, this Tbh, this Tbh. Yeah, (laughs) yeah, yeah, yeah. true, true, (laughs) true, true, true. So I wanted to start doing a a lot of several things part of that was to kind of help redirect that conversation to because if people see the word budget in front of stuff like that naturally attracts new players but then also start helping work on terminology like when I did a video a while back about like the difference between streamlining and optimizing Mm -hmm. and how you can streamline any any strategy but you can't but when you optimize certain things get pushed out you know what I mean yeah. It's like if you're a trucking, like the example I used was if you're a trucking company, you can streamline your process, but if it's blatantly apparent that you really should just be using rail, but you're a trucking company, like you don't want to switch to rail even though it's more optimal, and that's kind of like like a and I had a, like a picture of Thrasios versus like Cretchen, the <laughs> commander Cretchen, yeah, uh, Twitch Willow I think's her name or Croxa um, versus Lazolda. in in the thumbnail like yeah yeah both of those like those two commanders are both ractos and simic they have similar abilities but one is grossly more obviously mostly more optimized than the other right and so and then i wrote like an article series about how to choose your own first 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 ch deck and kind of um i cover proxy non-proxy where to play how to get you know and all these different things and the idea was to start kind of directing the public discourse to kind of help improve that that experience for people.
1: Yeah, I mean, we've definitely experienced that uh, in our own right. I think our first episode was kind of dedicated to that. What didn't you say, Kian, about like our experiences as new players getting in the format, talking about- I love that uh, the, episode.
0: Yeah. Discord it's like dis- specifically. Yeah. Yeah, we're like mm-hmm.
1: disdain for like deck-specific discords and things like that. Mm-hmm. It is like where we feel we've been like, where we feel frustrated. And then like the things that we're happy about with the format as well. But like, mm-hmm. I can say that that's definitely like a, a world that exists, right? And like, yeah, we're guilty of it too, now that we are in franchise players, of being very dismissive of new people's ideas. Um, and I think that that's like a problem. No, uh, it's a problem, but it's also, like, um, it's really hard to help.
0: Um, so. Wait, well, when you see what someone's doing and you're like, okay, this is cool, but this this is better, you know? And, so, and it's hard to put that, like, in a way that
2: they understand. So that's part of my mission with Budget Brews is to have some of that stuff, like, to start helping like standardize some of that onboarding a little bit. Mm-hmm. The other thing is is maybe maybe I was a little harsh when I said it was well it is abysmal, but a lot of that abysmalness really just comes from burnout. Like if if you get asked the same 15 questions, you have to have the same like every every new person who is transitioning from like Casual, mid power, high power, whatever, non CDH to CEH, like in that power level spectrum, they get resistant to any type of like they they like like you get like almost over and over and over and over and over again. They just they resist like that onboarding, and the onboarding is not very smooth. But they want to brew their own deck, they want to brew it their own way, they want to win because they want to blah blah blah, and they don't want to be told that something is less optimal. Doesn't work. Right and yeah. and but so but when you have the and so they die on the hill like they've only had this fight once you've had this fight thirty times <laughs> like at what point do you just get tired of having that fight?
1: Yeah, that's definitely like that's such a <laughs> that's such a funny way to it's funny to hear like someone else say it because like we uh, we say it literally all the time. <laughs> yeah, we talk about Fred it all the crew. time. Yeah, yeah. because it, like. W- something that we do that I think that you're like also really, really well known for is cultivating like a local community. So not Mm -hmm. only do you have like this online presence where people reach out for advice or help or ask the same questions over and over again, but then when you go to your locals or your LGS or whatever, and you're meeting new players for the first time, you're doing the same thing, but in person, but in person it's so much easier because you're not communicating over text files on the internet. Yeah. (laughs)
2: Well, and it, yeah, well, it's not, it hasn't scaled. Like, (laughs) yeah. Like when, when I see one guy in an LGS, like one, we probably need a fort. So everybody's a little more forgiving of his jank Two, It's usually only like one or two people at a time. Like, it's not like, it's not like a constant flow of kind Mm -hmm. of like how it is in online. Yeah. And, and three, like that, that person-to-person interaction. Because, I mean, to be at the end of the day, I do a lot of community. Like, I started the Nexus. I'm, like, the founder. Even though I've been gone for a while, like, I left. I got kind of burnt out and left about uh, almost two years now. But, Mm -hmm. like, the first three years of his existence, like, I did. Like, so when it comes to, like, organizing, like, a lot of the, like, a lot of the, the, the foundation for this, like, I was the first person to start putting timers in, round timers in, games like like stuff like that like just kind of so i do a lot of like (laughs) community building oh that was a huge fight everybody was no that that was it was blasphemy to put a round timer on in a in a commander game (laughs) in a commander game i'm like dude it's a tournament like it's got to end. It's got to well, end. It's got to so, end. Can you
1: imagine like, if there's no round timers in today's tournaments, dude? They already go. The last tournament was like Mox Masters. I think it was a 12 hour long tournament. And that was online where everybody can just play games immediately. There's no like, like, yeah. Waiting for to... everybody
0: to get seated, get yeah. that person back yeah. from taking a shit.
2: Yeah. <laughs> 90 minutes <laughs> is what I wanted to go with.
0: And it was 90. Like, You're giving the 90.
2: stacks deck a chance here. We don't do that. Stop. <laughs> Bad. I mean,. Again, <laughs> we were we were beta. I was the beta. Te- I beta tested um um spelltable, like when it was still like privately owned by like I know the guy who made spelltable. Uh, you uh, know what so I'm saying? Yeah, like that kind of stuff. Like just a lot of like the a lot of the like the basic infrastructure that we now take for granted. Like was kind of trailblazed via that community building. Mm. So, so so Timmy
1: crawled so we could walk,
2: Keen. I guess I'm not trying to toot my own horn, but I mean no. that is what I did. It is so what I'm it gonna i is. I'm gonna post some questions that I ask people mm-hmm. all the time. Oh God, that did not format well. Let me. I don't like that chat. So, <laughs> so here's a couple of quick questions I ask people, like when they're new and they want to push that deck as far as they can. Yeah. So, whenever it comes to, and this is to help them give like an honest assessment, is like. Does, what does the proposed commander or strategy do better than other established commanders or strategies in a given color or archetype? Two, is the thing it does worth usurping current or existing strategies or commanders? Does the proposed commander or strategy attack a certain meta anyway that is worth exploiting? Four, is the proposed commander or strategy uh, does the is the proposed does the proposed commander or strategy fulfill an underrepresented role worth exploring uh five is the is there an option that is grossly or or obviously more optimal and if so is there merit to be playing the suboptimal strategy due to some reason that was not previously stated six is the commander or strategy powerful enough to keep pace or disrupt established meta decks if so how so that's a lot of like heavy questions to ask a new person but what they're really trying to do is do something that a very seasoned and experienced player like wants to do well those
1: are questions too that like a a serious or experienced player would know like Mm -hmm. almost immediately so Mm -hmm. for a newer player asking those questions really makes them think on a way different axis than what they're probably expected. used to. Yeah. yeah. Especially when they bring like their favorite you know, commander and they're like, I want to bring this to CDH. You're right. like, okay, before you go and start showing this list to people or whatever, ask yourself right. these questions these first questions. because otherwise you're going to get bombarded yeah. with, why would you play this when you could play right. this? And, yeah, and it
0: and makes yeah. them actually like, think about their mm-hmm. card choices. Cause I feel like some people like, just throw crap together because they've. It's a pet card that they use casually.
2: Well, they're winning with it at their LGS, and their yeah. play group is probably like you're playing CDH. Like the amount, of, like the amount of people. Like if I play like a hundred dollar Tropical Malcolm list, hundred bucks, right? Like one Benjamin Franklin for the whole deck, and and I take it to like an LGS, and I win three games in a row. I'm automatically playing CDH. <laughs> I'm like, bruh, I got n- I got dorks. And I got Soul Ring, and Simeon Spirit Guide, and Ride of Flame. Like, like it's not hey, a CH deck. Sounds like all CH you need is
0: Glinthorn and Malcolm, baby. That's all
1: I you mean. Need. Yes, <laughs> I'm not saying it's
2: not a good deck. I'm not just saying it's not CH. You've got Force of Will, you've got Mana Crypt, and you're bitching at me.
1: Yeah, no, I hear you 100. You know,
2: like, yeah. but but what it, but what these questions do do is they give, yeah, <laughs> do do they stop people from being like. Printer go bro DDB TBH haha and yeah. they start like an actual dialogue.
1: Well, and then you, know you, you have you have a response to those questions when you do get hit with those because yeah. if you can answer those questions correct or like if you if you have any type of an answer for those questions, I would respect your choices as as a, as a deck builder you're because you put like, forethought into it. Yeah because like, like that's what I normally say is like when someone will come to me and they'll be like I want to play this list and I'll be like okay cuz like we as, as for Sadnos we get a lot of new players too because a lot of our content attracts players that aren't normally thinking about CDH because you know it's just a, it's a podcast that does that because people have extra free time and they check it out when they're curious and so right. like we'll have players come in and they'll be like hey I want to get into CDH this is what I want to bring and it'll be like some sadar partner deck and i we'll be like right. why yeah. why are you playing that when you could play this and they'll just be like well because i thought this is what cdh is. you know what i mean and they'll give yeah. us an answer like that and then then we'll start throwing out suggestions or or whatever mm-hmm. but then if someone can come and say well like well because i want to do this specific thing and i think this deck will do it better than anything mm-hmm. else and i'm like oh okay i might not agree with you but you got reasoning so run it let's see what happens you know yeah
2: like like you've you've answered these questions like I'm yep. probably going to give you shit about it after three games, but I'm not going to give I'm not going to tell you not to go play in your own play group with it. Yeah. Like. And, and, and yeah.
0: another thing these questions do, I think you, you already said it to me though. It, it creates dialogue between the person asked, like saying or producing the deck list and the person reviewing the deck list. Cause mm-hmm. I know that's a major issue in like discords. People won't actually mm-hmm. like open a conversation. It'll just be post deck list. Why are you running this? Uh, because X, Y, Z card, bad, haha! play blue farm or, you know, whatever right. generic stonewall response, but with right. this, yeah. it creates that open dialogue. So,
2: mm-hmm. well, so I just posted the, I have an archive for my three part articles for like picking your own CH deck, uh, choosing your, your first CH deck. The questions are in the first part along with a bunch of other stuff. And I hey, mean, I'm going to that... be
0: real with you. I can't read. So.
2: He's fucking. I mean, okay, that's fine. You don't have to read. I got videos. No joke. So, I, so usually what happens is I hit them with the questions, then I hit them with the the streamlined versus optimized video, and then I hit them with the articles, and then I ask them, "Can you please consume these things and come back with answers?" And then when you can, I am more than happy to like further the dialogue, because I know from like running a play group and basically. Hatting to keep keep the jank out, like the unacceptable jank. I mean there's obviously C D H jank that we, you know, that passes that bar. Um and then and then doing the new player stuff, like you kind of just develop a way to kind of help smooth out that onboarding a little bit.
0: I like how you tell people to invest in staples. I think that's a really good decision.
2: Mm-hmm. It because it doesn't matter what so that's one of the big things is like it doesn't matter what deck you play. Like, if you play Jund in every format, play Jund. Because those spendy Jund cards you buy will go in every Jund deck you play. Right? Like, yeah. <laughs> doesn't matter if you're playing Korvold or if you decide to play Prosh. Not that Prosh is great, but when you decide Prosh... Like, if you're dead set on Prosh and you figure out that Prosh is crap, well, like I did when I played Prosh, and that Korvold's better... Now you got a bunch of shit for Corvold.
1: Yeah, yeah, that's something that like I think is like very underrated. Is just like invest in the the cards that your deck plays because you'll take that with you for every other deck that you play. Mm-hmm. You know, like uh, one thing that I've really done like to like on the terms of budget is I've converted my entire collection to one copy of every staple mm-hmm. because I like I can then build any deck that I want in in paper right right um mm-hmm. and i don't i don't need to have like i don't need anything else because I, I i own one copy of every card and i can make any any deck i want and it's because i invested in those those staples and they're universal because that's how our format works oddly enough it's like every staples you like used in and there's like a subset of cards that are just used in every list.
2: Well, I, yeah. I mean, I mean, no matter what format you play, if you own an underground C and that, and that card is legal in that format, you're probably going to play it if you have it. Yeah. As an example. Mm-hmm. This is true. I mean, yeah, yeah, we, we, we can oh, talk yes.
0: ad nauseum about how to purchase staples and, and <laughs> what staples to buy I and hate, which will be most, play <laughs> but, uh, so so now that we we've like kind of established like how newer newer players get in the formats, um, you know like how how do they enter the first their first tournament or like a budget tournament that y- you hold online?
2: So we've only this is only our first one that we've held online. Um, a lot of times the budget tournaments tend to be like localized. So the the budget tournament that I played in with Big Richie and um, uh uh hokey uh, hokey yeah I don't know why I was drawing a blank. <laughs> um, I kept want to call him by his real name. Is actually what it was. It was put on by a shop called Jesters and outside of Cincinnati. In fact, the two of the tos from that budget con are actually helping us to the hundred the CBB one hundred. Oh, um, they nice. just haven't done. They ha, I've done webcam. They've done tournament. Kind of put it all together. Yeah, like right. um, great guys, great guys. Um, and they but just like even if you're just getting on like a webcam just any webcam tournament or if you're getting in a local tournament part of part of the the best thing to 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 do for playing perspective is to go and familiarize yourself with what everybody plays with because especially if you're playing with paper decks um even if you're playing with proxies cuz I'm going to be honest people don't like cutting up proxies and they don't like waiting four weeks for NPC to ship it from China. Like, so people tend to play the same type of stuff over and over and over again. They might, you know, drift over to this Esper guy or this Esper person or this Grixis commander or that Grixis commander or this, this Selesnya. But at the end of the day, like, they're kind of going to stay in that wheelhouse, right? So if you go to a shop and you just pick, you know, play some pickup games like that where there's a tournament coming up, you'll 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 find out kind of what their meta is. You know what I mean? You'll know that there's three Vyrin decks, there's two JVPs, there's there's a Zakama, and then there's that one asshole with Gulta who just wants to kill everybody with a 1212 <laughs> Dino, right? Yeah. And um and then you can also like kind of get for references. As far as running the tournament it's actually pretty. Like, the hardest part is really just doing the the prep work for the decks. Like, you have to approve all the decks beforehand, and then you have to lock them in at a certain date, and then nobody can change their decks. So, so that can be a little bit of a challenge. Um, and then just making sure, because again, these are a lot of new players, making sure everybody's got like a reasonable ca- webcam setup. Like, we had to decline a guy, um, who was trying. To, to get his setup up par and it just like was not happening like was not he i think he finally got it on the fifth on the fifth try but yeah like because people not everybody has a webcam and then they can't afford a webcam and it's like like you can't really like tell them no but like you also being like well it's not
0: this is a considered. webcam tournament bro come on you need a well, webcam a people, <laughs> well, no, people use
2: their phones as webcams like, oh, if they don't yeah. play online a lot. But not everybody's phone's, you know, 12 megapixel or whatever. I don't know what megapixel. I'm old. You see 12 megapixel used to be, like, the thing. I don't know. So I
1: think people's phones do, like, 4K now.
2: So like, Yeah, whatever it is, not everybody's got one of those. Like, yeah. some people are still rocking a... Like, I know a dude who's rocking an iPhone 6. Like, and not even, like, the S or the Plus, just the 6. Like... <laughs> yeah no i hear
1: you yeah and uh something that you kind of talked about that i want to touch on that i thought was kind of cool is you said you have to approve all the deck lists before an event so do you have to check to make sure that they fit within the budget restriction of the tournament
2: yes what they do is they they post their link like they they make their deck and then they post the link and then we just check it on moxfield or on architect and then they have to submit it like a certain way so just so that way everybody is submitting this the certain way. Do you guys use uh card kingdom prices on Roxy? No, no. no, hell no. <laughs> no,
3: hell no. No,
2: we use the we haven't used the TCG. We haven't like, you know, set everything to lowest. It includes mm-hmm. the price of the commander. And then and then they get it approved and it's locked in. And as long as I don't change anything, once it's locked in, they're good. Because card prices do fluctuate. Yeah. and good good deck builders for like a like a competitive event like this they will go right up to the edge mm. like 27 cents like like they got to submit it and get it approved right away oh otherwise
1: that's funny have, have well, you ever go. had it have you ever had instances where like you've seen a deck and it's like 101 dollars and you're like sorry man yep. can't got take every, this
2: yep we put an x on there and then they got to resubmit uh, and oh my god, that's so funny. Now now for the website, it's I'm not such a stickler. So like if somebody submits a like a five hundred dollar, seven fifty or a thousand one K deck to the website, like, you know, if you're plus minus twenty five bucks, I don't care. Like mm. it's just gotta be ish and need to be a reasonable deck. You know what I'm saying?
1: Yeah, I guess this might be a good transition point because you brought it up and I realize that we don't really have it in our prompts, but why don't you tell us about like the website? Because the website is kind of one of the things that you're best known for um, okay. because it's one of the coolest resources in, like, the entire community. Um, so why don't you kind of talk about okay. it a little so
2: bit? So the, the budgetbrews.club is the name of the website. So when you first get to the launch page, you'll see tabs for deck lists, resources, um, there's a thing to submit, and FAQ. So on the launch page, it's got a link to our Discord, YouTube channel, Twitch, my Patreon, and a, a donate link. Go to the FAQ. It's got a couple of like little questions about like why Cdh, why budget, blah blah blah. And then there's the submit. You can submit like a, a to all the all of the sub, currently supported tier like budget tiers that we have. Mm-hmm. Then under resources, there's I have six templates. For budget, I have a mana base, tutors, interaction, ramp, um, um, like s- stack interaction, permanent interaction, and then so like I have it broken up like the interaction to hate pairs, non hate bears, non bears, stack interaction, and then the stack interaction. So it's mana base ramp, dude spells, stacks, and tutors. All right. So if you want to know that rest in peace exists, it's under stacks. If you want to know Delay exists, that French Delay we were talking about earlier, that's under Spells. And then if you want to talk about draineth Magistrate, it's under Dudes. You know what I'm saying? I don't want to know
1: that any of those cards exist, actually. I would prefer to oh. block them out of my memory.
2: Okay, well, X. if if you want to know that Die About the 10 is now 15 bucks, you, it's under Shooters now. Because yeah, it got a reprint yeah that's pretty hot actually then on the other side there's resources to different community resources like the commander's library which is like a discord repository that's high power and cd centric the decklist database which won't um, put our
1: they won't put our content on the damn commander library which is blasted. we need a petition to get sad they awesome won't come in no i mean i think that it's just i think as a resource it's a little outdated um,
2: yeah so, it still has a yeah. lot of good stuff but yeah it's a little under maintained at this point yeah I but i do played.
1: like the commander like you can search for anything on there and it's, it's usually there so it's at least cool. something to get you in there. Right it's a direction. good resource
2: yeah. then we yeah. have the the combo database the commander spell book um then we have a resource for playing on cockatrice which is the subreddit discord webcam mm-hmm. is the nexus the MTG marketplace uh ken bauman's website ch guides and then the tournament event hub and those are all featured. Yeah, those
1: sick resources.
2: Yeah, well nobody had a central resource hub. And 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 I I update that like semi regularly. Like obviously I'm not like changing things out all the time, but like there used I to mean, be some other play discords up here that kind of went to funk, so I took them off, you know, that kind of stuff. Yeah.
1: Well, like CDH guide is like probably one of the newest resources out there yeah. and like you've got it up there. So it's like clearly yeah. shows that like you guys well, have some onus
2: well, and I'm some I'm a big proponent of cross pollinating. I think that instead of trying to get a bigger piece of the pie, let's just make a bigger pie, mm. and then we don't have to worry about fighting over like table scraps.
1: Yeah, you know what I, I mean. Like big, I like big pie. Yeah,
2: yeah. I mean, everybody likes like I'm kind of a chalky dude. I'm like <laughs> I like to eat, so let's just let's just have more for everybody instead of kind of siloing each other off. Yeah, no, for sure. You know what I mean? And then lastly. I have the deck list tab, which has four tiers currently. We used to support more, but I've recently, um, due to lack of engagement, reduced those. I have a $500 tier, a $750 tier, a $1k tier, and then po- a competitive popper commander. Mm. So it's a CPDH is what it is. It's... Um, uh it's actually kind of a cool like ultra budget format because all the decks had, are under 100 uh, bucks
1: we've actually been like reached uh well not reached out to but we've had like some brief discussions with some of your friends that do like uh like uh, like, uh G- gator e-watch.
0: baits tv uh he, he's getting into it he's, clay he's passionate about that yeah yeah
1: clay i think clay is the one that's uh, he's commented on a few of our videos before yeah
0: yeah, um, yeah he's cool dude yeah and so like, i don't know made, dude uh, i can't play cycle storm in Popper. EDH, so.
1: Because that's what you play
0: as, as a popper deck? Come on,
1: man. Yeah. yeah. Does it translate as well?
2: It... <laughs> <laughs> it's not enough. Yeah. Yeah. But, I mean, and, and there's, like, so, I, I, I like, so the reason why I went with popper CDH versus, like, $100 budget is that the, the, the popper, since it's all commons, can be very focused and still be, like, it kind of ties back into that, like, not playing against things that are more than double your, like double your budget as mm-hmm. a general rule. So like
0: everybody is on the same like level.
2: Yeah. You know, so. a, a, a lot of it is just all about making sure. Sh- Cause I mean, that's really what rule zero is about. Like rule zero is not about like make, like it is about everybody having a good experience, but it's making sure that everybody is
1: on an equal playing
2: field. Yeah. yeah. Like, you know, right. Within reason. Like, yeah, that's like, I, like I'm not going to,
1: go ahead i was gonna say that's why we play cdh just because like the rules and we had a whole episode i think dedicated to like rule zero where we talked about how like the whole idea is that we all have agreed that we're playing at a certain level and this level is 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 leading to as little disappointment as possible yeah yeah exactly um, yeah and i think that as long as the rule zero is consistent it doesn't matter what power level you're playing at like if you're playing P C E D H like that's going to be fun right. regardless because you all are on this similar axis.
2: Right. And everybody has equal accessibility. Yes. Know? Yeah. Like I, like I wouldn't go like it. Like, I mean, that's why pub stomping is bad because basically pub stomping, is just a failure to adequately communicate rule zero to people.
1: Mm. You know that's what i That's a I'm good saying? way to put it. Pub stomping is yeah. just a failure to communicate.
2: I mean, it really is because yeah. most people who pub stomp aren't like, intentionally out to do it like they just have grossly overly powerful decks and are playing against grossly underpowered decks and then people get mad about it most of the time yeah like there are some outliers but you know like i'm just saying most people you can i try to operate with most people have like good intentions at heart most of the time so we hope you're you're very
0: (laughs) trusting of the discord community Oh my gosh! <laughs> for the <laughs> local community,
1: <laughs> I kind
2: of have to be. Yeah.
1: No, I hear you.
3: Um,
1: but your but... your 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 website, though, I think is like a really cool thing because there, like you kind of alluded to, there isn't another resource like it. There isn't another place where you can go and you can find resources for budget decks, the same deck but built three different types of ways for three different mm-hmm. types of budgets. There's not a place that you can go to and find every. You, um useful in quotation marks useful resource for the cdh community outside of the discord community itself where you can find websites and information and statistics and stuff like that
2: well and here's the other thing that website got launched in 2018.
1: so it's been around for oh a, a mm-hmm. while for the the greater cdh community Mm -hmm. because like our community isn't like super old you know what i mean like it's 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 still very much in its infant phase
2: so that website's like maybe it was 2019 when it came out but i mean it's at least two three years old like and it Mm -hmm. has the whole time it's been up has linked multiple resources it changes kind of as needed um it has supported like other things like over the time. And the idea was to try to get everybody to start doing that with each other and nobody will.
1: Yeah, that kind of, uh, well, we can get into that actually because we, uh, one of the things that we wanted to talk about was some of the like greater issues in our community Mm -hmm. that uh, you think that should be that if if the ability was there that they should be resolved or things that we can kind of work on or fix as a community because um for people that aren't as entrenched because i know that we have a lot of viewers that aren't like super Mm -hmm. like deep into the cdh community but basically like it's very much in its infant phase um but it's been it's existed for a while now and Mm -hmm. there's some issues that kind of just don't get resolved because it's always been like that Uh, or this is just the way it is and so there's been a lot of especially this year i wouldn't even say in recent years i would say this year specifically there's Mm -hmm. been a very big push of like okay it's time to change things for the better because we're getting to the point that we're so popular that like if we don't change these things they'll never change so um like with that kind of i guess like uh statement before we get into it what are some things that you think could use improvement in our well, i think the first
2: thing that needs to change is that there needs to be more than one ddb i think the, the entire backbone of our community is based on one editorial opinion website and that is a problem that is a, a, as great as those four people are and as well respected as those four people are it is the, like the majority of the backbone of what is and what isn't acceptable in this community is based off of their opinions Four people four. that's how many managers there are. Maybe there's five, but I think there's four. I can can check,
1: but it's a close, it's close to that number. Yeah. Yeah.
2: And, and there's no other resource that is as pushed by the community as, as known in the community and as, as just like, Widely utilized in the community, so there, there, there's a we have a saying where, at my job that the solution to pollution is dilution. So a lot of that's
1: the a, that's a pretty go good, ahead. pretty good saying. I was to say it's like a good Dr. Seuss moment from yeah. Timmy there. Yeah, like you that. like that?
2: <laughs> um, and and a lot of the problems in our community stem from not not from the DDB itself, but from the fact that it is the sole proprietor of broadly accepted what is and what isn't acceptable and that that is based off of four people's opinion as great as those four people are and Uh, go ahead
1: i was just gonna say i think that's a really good point um specifically when you look at other formats there Mm -hmm. are hundreds of those editorial sites um Mm -hmm. you got like goldfish mtg top eight uh, mm-hmm. Nrg has a site, like all these different tournament organizers have their own sites where they post, like meta breakdowns, top decks, mm-hmm. um, results. These are what we think results.
2: Yeah, things that we think perform, and, uh, and and we don't have that. And and on top of that, all of those sites cross reference each other because MTG Top Eight cross references SCG Opens as well as other sites, so you don't have any any type of data driven results at all. The, the the only effort that was really done for like data driven like collecting uh, is is ceased to exist now um, then and then so now you only have one editorial based site offering what is and what isn't and the the downstream effect of that is is that that conversation with the new guy back to get back to the beginning of the podcast or earlier in the podcast. Mm-hmm. What that does downstream is, is when you and I, who are burnt out, when we're burnt out, interact with the new guy who's playing that casual deck and wants to make it CDH or push it as far as he can, we get short, we get terse, and then we say, "Oh, play Blue Farm Scrub," and then we link him to fucking DBB and move on, and or we dress him down in a voice chat or just what
0: have you, yeah,
1: yeah,
2: the horror story du jour. Right?
1: Mm, yeah. Dress down. Yeah, they'll lose all their abilities and then yep. yeah. And, yeah. And and we draw you a, drew card a card. And, yeah. <laughs> and then we
2: sack it at end of turn because we forget about being mean to a new guy, to the newcomer. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like and, and and without that diversity of resources. And then also like not only are there being diversity of resources, but they're also being like cross referencing. Like my site was a competitor with the DD, but I linked it, you know why? Cause it's a good resource and it was presenting different data than what I was presenting. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. Ken's site is pretty good about that. He, the re- that's one of the reasons why I put him up there so fast was he was linking us. He was linking the DDB. He was cross-referencing multiple sites. Yeah. The DDB doesn't do that. They don't. Their subreddit yeah. doesn't do that.
1: Yeah, there's definitely um a little bit of um like the, like i would call it outdatedness right Where it's like it's it kind of comes back to that thing of like there this is how it was when it started so this is just how it is right, right. and yeah. so like um something that i do really like about like ken's resource um and, and i, I don't even feel weird calling it that because it's not ken's resource right it's it just the, happens yeah yeah it, it happens to be a resource that Ken helped create and it's uh, yeah yeah. and um what i like about cdh guide is that it it tries to be as data driven as it can be with the limited information that it has Mm -hmm. um and it does like a good job like it uses like hey these are the decks that perform the best in events from the knowledge that we have this is like that ken keeps track of all the tournament winners and stuff like that no he doesn't i
2: did what do you uh, that was that was my data from from the budgetary site the, which is now, the, which the, is gone now.
1: The graphs that show like what decks have
2: the, won. the 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 decks that had won tournaments, and he links it on his site. Comes from the CH, came from the ch group site. Was was the data that I was collecting. Oh, see, I didn't. That know was that. my data, mm. and it's uh, I. It doesn't get pulled anymore. Mm, I see.
1: Huh. Um, something that I know that's been like um that has been is being worked on behind the scenes that i think is going to really um help with the the conversation that we're having today Mm -hmm. because i know that um the eminence team uh, specifically zane and the eminence Mm -hmm. team is working on a new website that's kind of going to mimic mtg top eight but for edh uh, and it's, and it's going to be really cool because it's going to use like the tournament tournament data that, uh, command tower and eminence software can provide because mm-hmm. with this new software, uh, not being a discord bot, you actually have all that data and information. You can see every deck, you can see every archetype, right. you can see how it performs and you can see the history of how these decks perform up, up, across multiple tournaments. And uh, as we are progressing, cause like CDH has been around for a while. But the tournament meta, I think, is at its right now. Like, right now, we're at the start of, yeah, of, like, the tournament meta specifically. Right. And so now that that's the case, um, this data should actually
2: mean something, whereas previously it did. I don't think it meant shit. Um, Yeah, like, most, like, the reason why I was collecting finals pods, for example, was because I at least wanted a deck that won three games in a tournament. Because a 64-man tournament, you could top 16, by going one zero oh, and three, you know what I mean. If you got lucky, mm-hmm. yeah. and then you yeah. had to, and if you got into the final, you would have to win your semis. You know, what I mean? like so, it it wasn't very like the the reason why I geared it to not be very deep was because pretty much outside of the top four players of a of a like a thirty two man event, like you get some wily e. coyote shit real quick. Mm-hmm. You know, no, yeah, but absolutely. And now um, that it's getting bigger, I think that'll help. Yeah, and, for sure. And Ken did do does do a good job of cross linking. Like, like, that's why I love that stats site. Like, he he, so he pulls data from he was pulling data from our site, and then he was also pulling data from Scroll Mobs uh, MetaGame Project, and then kind mm-hmm. of correlating them into one place, which was a great thing. So I believe he still has everything that we had up before I took the page down just so he has everything like probably up until um the end of the summer like the end of September basically
1: yeah no i'm looking at the i'm looking at the website right now just cuz like i'm i've been browsing through like the stuff that we've mentioned um and yeah no it's uh it's very much like uh like a good it's a, it's it's trying to consolidate uh as much mm-hmm. information as it can where it can um, right. mm-hmm. and it does it does a decent job at that, but I think like we're we 're also limited as a community with like the knowledge that we have and yeah. the, the abilities that we have got. and and the the other thing is that like something that I think um is kind of under discussed maybe mm-hmm. is that there 's no real money in cdh right now like um like a website like mtg top eight can get you know, enough ad revenue and sponsors to like make money and like be worthwhile. And in CDH, we don't really have a lot of that yet because our community is very niche and very, very small. Right. And so like when you have people working out of the out like, of pocket, out of pocket and out of the kindness of like their own yeah. heart, just because said, the, yeah. they're motivated. Yeah. They're less it's
0: incentivized like, to.
1: Yeah. There's only, there's like products. so much that we can do. And so, right. so like, it, it is difficult because like, you're one of those people to me that like, you work out of pocket to, to benefit CDH in any way that you can. And, like, I'm assuming it's taxing and not the easiest thing to do. And it eats up a lot of time. No, like, I spend, shit.
2: like, at least 30 hours a week doing something CDH-related, budget-related. Like, yeah,
1: I was going to say, like, me and Kean record one video every two weeks. And, like, like CDH kind of consumes our lives, you know? Yeah. And so, like, to be someone so dedicated, I can only imagine.
2: And I have people that help me. Like, the guy who actually built the website, his name's Crushfield and he helps me maintain it i do all the content on it so like i update the list i remove the list and that's probably the most labor intensive part so but he actually built like i don't know how to build a website we wouldn't have a budgetbrews.club if it wasn't for crush field mm. you know what i mean shout out,
1: shout out to crush field yeah. yeah the homie yeah but um but yeah no that was uh that that was a i i, I uh, is there anything, else, like, I don't want it because I know this is, like, a topic you're passionate about. Is there other stuff in the community that you think needs, like, to be addressed or things that, like, you think, I, like... I th- I th- Go ahead. Were you going to say something? To I was just going to finish the sentence and just say, like, yeah. things that you think that are are standout types of discussions. Because I definitely think that, like, the data and the, the sharing of mm-hmm. um, the collaboration between different resources, I think, is, like, a huge... Yeah. Important thing that you've mentioned.
2: Um, I would say, like the like, so I mean, after you consider the new player experience, you consider the the the, the monolithic culture kind of that CDH is like with the subreddit and the DDB and all that. You you then you kind of start getting into. Um, there's a lot of like how do I put this? So. There's a lot of like people like arguing over the twenty third best piece of ramp in their deck. <laughs> like if I'm if I'm arguing with you over like 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 if you're arguing with me over like the twenty third rock I'm running and they're both like kind of comparable, like maybe that's just a little too intense. Like, I don't know. But like again, the downstream effect of that is is that being like un like imposing what what happens in my meta into what happens in your meta and vice versa. Like time and time again, I'll see people and, and I do the same shit. Like I'm not pretending I'm pure and clean and on it. Like I, my jank is fire. Your jank is trash. Like because my jank wins games and your jank looks like garbage, but like kind of as like a mentality is kind of that statement. Um, because, I can play like when I play my, my, my fun deck or you know my my uh what are your guys' fun decks? Like what do you like what what decks do you play because you like to play them even though they're not that great? Like C D H wise?
1: Yeah, yeah. Uh Sacred Dread
2: <laughs> Okay, sure. What about you? Chris?
0: Uh Sans Blue Hulk.
2: Perfect. Right? So those two decks, you both personally have play them and consider them not that great. But they get a pass in your book because they're fine, right? So for me, it, a lot of Thrasio's Timna Brews are kind of the same. Um, I play them. I love Earthcraft as, like, my favorite fucking card ever. Mm, like, and, and at times, I've made it work, but it just really doesn't work now. But I'll still play Scroll Force 1 once in a while, like, for fun. You know what I mean? Yeah. Mm. But when the online discourse happens if I was to post Scroll Force 1 as, like, a deck, it would probably get a pass because of my name, like, because of my personality, not because of the principles of the deck. Whereas, like, if rando person X posted it, they'd probably get shredded, because it's... Our community, a lot of times, is driven by personality, not by principles. At -hmm. least in its current state, unfortunately. And, um... You... You, you kind of get this acknowledgement of... I get a pass because it plays well in my meta. But then when I see something equally jarring from somebody else's meta. Regardless of what it does there. I kind of... You know, I'll, we have a tendency to kind of pounce on it. As a community. True. And, and, and sometimes just learning that like... this is, CH is a bunch of pockets of isolated metas. And a good player can take whatever... Not whatever deck. Whatever deck within reason they want. And r- perform relatively well. Like, take Mikey, for example. Mikey J. Hollahan mm-hmm. from the Miscast. He played mm-hmm. Armix Crom, right? In a bunch of metas and just stomped everybody no matter where he played it, right? He's also, like, one of the best players I know. So we could probably put a box of cereal in his hands and he'd probably beat us with it. <laughs>
1: I mean he's kind of aggressive i could see mikey beating me with a box of cereal yeah exactly yeah flat flashbacks to my to my childhood you know Mm -hmm. so (laughs) no but um i uh yeah i'm I'm very much i hold that same opinion i think that like um a lot of like the um the best the best results in the format come from the best players not so much the best decks and you can yep. see the best player, like, like one of my good friends, Gustav, I think is like one of the best CDH players out there. And when he's bringing a deck to a tournament, he picks the night before what deck he's bringing. He doesn't prepare with a deck for months and months and months and, and try to break it or whatever. He's just like, I'm going to bring Timna T- Halana Hulk and I'm going to top four this tournament just because I can, you know? And so like, there's all these like these. I think that the there's a there's definitely a skill gap there, um, and so I would I would agree with that, and I would also agree with the point that like a lot of the community is personality driven, and um, it's definitely been that way for a while. Um, and I don't know if it's necessarily like always a bad thing, but it can become a bad thing like very easily.
2: Well, when, um, when echo chambers get formed, it is. Yeah, mm. yeah,
0: for sure, um, and that, that kind of ties back to like the, 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 solidation of where our like, where our resources come from. Right. Cause mm-hmm. like, but we talked about this, I don't know, maybe like 10 minutes ago, um, about like the DDB is the resource and it comes from like four or five people, like, right. like I'm going back again, but like, there's no cross collaboration. There's no other views of opinions. So how can you expect other people in these communities to have other opinions from the ones that they're being yeah. told? Yeah. So,
2: exactly. I mean that—that's the thing. Like, like in your last episode, you guys were talking about the decks that got removed from the DDB, right? Yeah. So we'll take Mono Blue for example. The two Mono Blue decks that are on the DDB haven't done shit ever.
0: I got ever check true. Decks are. Well, Urza's okay.
2: No, Urza has not done shit ever. <laughs> Tefiri has in the last twelve months. Tefiri is the only okay, Mono okay. Blue deck maybe, maybe. to really <laughs> do something. I'm I mean, we saying, went.
1: We I'm went not... fucking ham on why fucking Orvar shouldn't be on there still. Yeah, I'm not shit. saying
2: Orvar shouldn't be on there. I'm just saying the deck that got removed versus the deck that's p- present is based off of opinion on off of actually what did well.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Because Teferi, yeah, Teferi has technically won a recent event. and, and so, For Black
2: Lotus. And and that, I mean, trust me, that list was something. It was something. Yeah. Yeah. But, it, yeah. got there, but still, it got there. But still, it's performed. Yeah, it's it performed. There. And, yeah. the,
1: and the decks that are on here have it performed. Yeah. Um, even though I would say, like, I think universally the, the entire CDH community would probably agree that the best mono blue deck is Urza. But that being said, like, Teferi deserves its recognition because it's been there and it's done that.
2: I, I guess and what so. I'm getting at is, is like, th- that opinion versus the fact. And granted, it's one tournament, one time, yeah. but one is better than zero.
0: Yeah,
1: true... I mean, there's
2: a there's a top Ford, uh punt city, so it's got it results. There you go. Okay, I was, yeah, I can't so correct it. You know what? Yeah. And I'm pulling off and 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 I should have known better because I have a spreadsheet that has what decks top forward. You are correct, yeah. but Orvar uh, has not. Yeah,
3: Orvar has yeah, not. Orvar, we, we we don't, don't we, we don't talk start. about Orvar <laughs> here. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, <I'm, laughs> again, again, I'm not
2: saying that that's empirical. I'm just saying like no, as yeah. an example, that is kind think... of.
1: I don't think Orvar has. I don't think anybody's even seriously played Orvar in a tournament.
2: <laughs> I mean, honestly, me. they're both. Fi- they're all fine decks. Like Tefiri's yeah. fine. Orvar's fine. Urza's fine. Like, sure. If I was to assess which ones were stronger than other ones based on my my play experience with those decks and me playing against them, I would definitely say that Urza is a more is a stronger deck and probably would be placed higher in a meta if we aggregated out enough games and would enough we, people we, played it.
1: Would we say maybe the more optimized list? The right? more would
2: optimal be... thing to play yeah. given, you know, what we know. But again, it's not it's just a guess. It's an opinion. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Which is you know
1: which is sort of what the entire foundation of our format is built upon.
0: is
2: just opinions. opinions.
0: Very yeah. opinionated people.
2: I mean, there's nothing wrong with opinions. It's just You need to have diverse opinions. Like like, not only do we need to have diversity of people and of ideology and ideologies, but we also need diversity of like play skill, uh, play style and all of these things to kind of create the whole like a holistic like view of everything
0: yeah because yeah. that's what makes stuff better right so let's take united states and britain for example as an easy example they're they're I um i think they're a monarch like so the
2: constitutional monarchy
0: there we go that's the word i'm looking for thank you <laughs> so they only have like what one opinion i guess what rules them all right i know that's not how it basically boils down to but that's the example i'm going to use and then okay. the u.s is right. d- we'll democracy yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so the u.s is <laughs> i'll say you know what I'm gonna start over. We're gonna we set no. Up there? All right, so one person's opinion, or four or five people, a select group of people, it only has <laughs> shut up, Adam. Only has that's one, one like what what one view. A oligarchy, whatever. Only has one view, and then a democracy has lots of people interacting, collaborating, and that's what uh, helps people to like grow and.
1: <laughs> this is such a bad
3: example. <laughs> Keep I was going to say something in
0: World War II, but then I was like, eh. <laughs> Keep, digging. Keep, digging. <laughs> going, Keep digging. We're going deeper. Oh, but I get what you're saying. But you, you, you get, get my point, right? I'm yeah. just yeah. – yeah. I'm wording it.
1: Done.
2: Again, the solution yeah. to pollution is dilution. There
1: you yeah. go. There we go. Back to – yeah, it all comes back. You know um, what I'm saying? No, I think uh, – yeah, I think we're getting No, to I'm going to get flamed in the comments for – It's okay. You deserve it. Sometimes.
2: Whatever. No. First off, don't read comments. That's your first problem. <laughs>
1: But um, uh, but, what I say that we're getting better as a community because we're at the point now where we're we're at the acknowledgement stage. Right. Mm -hmm. We're like we're starting to acknowledge that our opinions are opinions and not facts. Which is a big step in the right direction, right? Some are, some aren't. Some are, some aren't. But for the most part, like... like Open-minded for individuals. The, for the database, for example, we've got, like, they've made statements. that's on their website now that, like, hey, in the about section, like, these are, this is our system. This is how it works. These are opinions garnished by this group of people and yada, yada. Like, there's an acknowledgement there. Right. So that's a step that, in the that's right direction. A step forward. Yeah. Yep. And then like then it comes into the the, the the realm of, OK, now we need to diversify those opinions and collaborate with other opinions and like actually, you know, work towards um, all these like the things we've been talking about this episode. Right. right? These resources yeah. and things like that mm-hmm. to get to that improvement. So we're we're headed there, but it can be better. Right. I mean, and it's so... already been
2: existing for three years, but I'm not going to point <laughs> yeah, that out. Yeah
1: yeah um uh, so before we end because we're getting like close to okay. like where we like to end our times there's one other question that i think me Kian want to ask you that i think is really important okay um that question is what is the impact that you hope that your content whether it be the website your youtube your articles the writ- write-ups you do for reddit any of these things what uh, what do, what is the impact that you hope that your content will have on the community
2: um simple the, the like the short answer is I really just hope that it can help standardize a little bit the onboarding for new players and give people like this give the established player some amount of tools to help like not have to like always have that three hour argument with every new guy that walks in the door. Right. And, and, and that, and that I can, I can help kind of like help ease that onboarding and then like help people make smart, like fiscally smart decisions and, and learn better deck building skills. Like, and do it in a way to where that's kind of approachable like i guess yeah
1: yeah i think that as viewers of your content and fans of not only CDH budget bruce but fans of timmy um something that uh i acknowledge with your content is that your content is um kind of to like what you alluded to it is the gateway to a greater community. Yeah. It's kind of like a way to say, like, this is a good starting point. Or this is this is to help you understand what you're right. getting into. Right. And from this point on, it's like, uh, like you push the birds out of the nest, right? It's like I'm right. teaching you these resources or helping guide you into CEDH. Right. And I think that it is beneficial to have that type of Mm -hmm. content in the sphere and i know that you've cultivated a lot of the online community you've cultivated a lot of your local community i know that we're friends with uh like our channel they're friends with alana and dan they've Mm -hmm. told us about all the stuff that you've done in michigan to create like a healthy local scene and 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 really bring cdh to a to a a a, uh, the place where it's at now and so i think that um this impact that you hope to have i think that it, it definitely shows because, like, something that you may not know, although you might know because you're, like, a statistic man, is that, like, for content creators, I believe that, like, outside of, like, the spike feeders, you have the largest Discord dedicated to a content channel out of any CDH Discord that exists in the community. I did not know that. Yeah. And so, like, like just, like, the, by the pure amount of people that you have in your Discord. And so, like, I think you have even more than playing with power and, like, all these other, like, huge, you know, like, like considered, like, uh, monsters of the format, right? Okay. And it's really cool to see that because it shows that, like, there is an impact there, right? Because, like, um, even if you're a a smaller channel content-wise, your impact is resonating with these players because it shows in the type of engagement that you have in your community, which I think is really cool.
2: And to be honest, I don't care about that, like... I don't know if you, like, I, I don't like, I, I just, I just do it because the job needs to be done, man. Like I just mm-hmm. see the need and I do my best to fill it until somebody better comes along. Like, trust me, the second somebody builds a better website that serves the purpose of what my website does, that bitch is going down. Man, I ain't got to <laughs> mess with it no more. Yeah. <laughs> like, you don't have
1: to stress about it. Right. You don't have to like, stress. The sec-
2: yeah. The second that I like, you know, I, like when I left the Nexus, it was left in capable hands
1: yeah that's the goal right yeah to not have to yeah no and i think that that's like that's like a really cool impact to want to have um because it it is like for the betterment of the format it's not Mm -hmm. built on personal goals it's like hey i want to make i want to show more people this game i want to make it easier for people to get into the game and i want it to last so i can continue to
2: play it yeah i try to lay a pretty low profile honestly as much as possible Mm -hmm. like considering considering
1: (laughs) yeah um so uh kian i know that it's a little late do you want to do the flavor text
0: (laughs) all right and now moving on to the best segment of this show flavor text of the week for those of you that are just tuning in or don't know what the segment is It's where we try to stump you, the audience, and the guys on the podcast with some challenging flavor text trivia. If you'd like to participate, listen carefully, and put your answers in our Discord channel, The Flavor Text Judge, to win a free pack on us. So, let's get started. I'm going to start with you guys first, all right? This is not a CDH playable card at all. Is it a magic card, at least? It is a magic card.
2: Okay.
0: But it's a budget magic card.
2: Oh. So, okay.
0: All right. All right, ready? Hatred outlives the hateful. Hatred, Hatred. outlives Hatred. The, hateful. the hateful.
1: Okay. Mm. So you said it's a budget card, as in budget like playable or this is just a cheap card?
0: Budget
2: playable.
1: Budget playable.
2: Is it really budget playable or do you just think it's budget playable?
0: All right, Hopper CDH playable. There okay, you go. all right, all right, CDH. all right. That, that means it's budget
2: playable. There you go. If it's <laughs> so playable it's somewhere, common. it's playable.
1: Well, so that, that's a hint, though. It means it's a common. Yeah. And its hatred outlives the hateful. Uh, would I, go. would we like, is this, is there like an honest, like, would we be able to, uh, do we know what this card is or no?
2: Yes. Oh, that hatred. was not a confidence. Yes. The hatred outlives the hateful. That's the flavor text. Yep. It sounds like a mono black card. Snuff out.
1: No. That would, that's a good one. That's almost that's arguably cdh playable. It's in Yuriko.
0: Yuriko, yeah.
1: Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's in Yuriko, yeah. I mean, it's a deck. There's, there's a lot of cards in Yuriko. <laughs> yeah. Um, uh, Yeah. I'm stumped. Is it is it blackian? No.
2: Oh, okay. really? All oh, right. then
1: it's red. Nope. See, this is the game that we play, okay. Timmy's. We just was it pr- is it, it? All right, down.
2: here here we go. Here here's a good one. Is it modern legal?
1: Uh. I just gotta look it up.
2: Look it up. I'm gonna say yes. And how many reprints does it have? At oh, least this is, uh, now we're getting into the weeds.
0: Not modern legal.
2: Not modern, not legal. modern legal. How not many reprints legal. does it have?
0: Twelve.
1: Twelve. 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 reprints, and it's
2: not. What modern was legal. the?
0: Is uh, a and D was... set modern legal?
2: Uh, depends here, on the, which up. one it is. Because if it's the original... It is legal and modern. If it's AFR-1, it is. Okay. Legal and, and legal modern. Legal and
1: modern, and it was printed in a D&D set. And it was
2: 12 printings. Yep. Okay. Um, Can you tell me what the oldest printing of it was? Urza's Legacy. Okay, so, it an Urza's Le- so it's an Urza's Legacy. It's a non-black, non-red card. Uh, treachery! No. Then I'm out of ideas. Damn. Oh my god. It is a common. Oh yeah, okay. Oh, okay.
1: Oh, okay. Guess on
2: a rare. Comments from Urza's Legacy that's common so from playable. Urza's Legacy that is the hatred outlives the hateful. Yep. And it's white, green, or blue. An artifact or blue. <laughs> yeah. You got me, dude. I'm stumped.
1: I'm gonna look it up. This is this is the
2: this is you, like, you can't cheat like that you really yeah have to, you have to admit defeat and then he tells us that's how this works right okay, I've listened before this i look before. it up
1: before i look it up what
0: is the card kid rancor
3: oh, rancor.
2: oh i oh. should have known that one <sighs> god i was like
0: this this has this is super playable in green decks like green uh, it like, is beat yeah. down yeah
2: yeah no it's he's play.
1: Do you know that all if right. you Google "hatred outlives the hateful," it's just all rancor memes. Really? Yeah. Rancor
2: memes. Oh, rancor. it's just like
1: picture. It's just like different pictures of rancor. <laughs>
2: <laughs> I love I it. I didn't know this. Oh, I can't okay, believe so. um, you got me good.
1: Yeah, that was got a good him. one. I got should. Him. I don't play enough like popper to to know rancor, but that's a good one. I mean, good that's card, like the card. Timmy
2: card for like that's like the Timmiest Timmy card ever. That's like trample, exactly. and it comes back to your hand. Yeah, dude. So you can what? Tromple again. Yeah, just keep trampling, Timmy. Card. Oh, yeah, that, yeah he can Start <laughs> card is so yeah, good that Dargan can get in there, boy. The is Rancor
1: block. PCDH playable, Timmy?
2: Uh, I got no clue. You'd have to ask the rules committee about that. I mean, I would probably jam it in a green deck, but it's a one. Okay. Like, it's a one drop that gives trample and comes back to my hand. So
1: yeah, it keeps keeps letting me trample.
2: Yeah. <laughs>
0: All right.
2: The next
0: card for the audience, you guys at home, um, throw new curveball because I'm done of all looter scooter and scorish getting it within the first hour of us posting the this episode. So uh, I want a banana this big. Everybody, I want banana banana this big. That's the flavor text. Good luck. All right,
2: that's an uncard if I've ever heard it.
1: Nope. No,
0: no, this card is. You can't
1: say it, Timmy, because um, <laughs> because they have to do it at home. No, 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 that's
2: fine. You can you can tell me when we. Get oh yeah, back. it's yeah. it's the card. Everybody knows the card. It's so good.
1: Um, <laughs> but uh, other than that, I think that unless there's anything else you want to touch on, Timmy, right away, um, we might just wrap this episode up with the closing okay. and uh, talk about what we got going on. Okay, are you cool with that?
2: yeah i think i've gotten you guys enough flame mail as it is <laughs> awesome
1: so um for before we start the clean up timmy why don't you remind everybody about what you do where they can find you okay. and the type of things that you make
2: all right so i make new player content masquerading as budget ch content my youtube channel is called ch budget Brews. my discord is ch budget Brews. I have a website that links all both of those things called Club. Next Saturday on the CH Budget Brews Twitch channel, we will be streaming the first budget, our first budget CH webcam tournament uh, called the CBB 100. Uh, that is a $100 deck, hard cap, including commander. On twitch.tv, backslash CH underscore budget underscore brews. And, um, yeah.
1: What about your... Uh... What about your YouTube? You got
2: your YouTube budget. You your... uh, what about my YouTube? What do I got going on with that?
1: Yeah, do you got anything exciting coming up? Do you got um, what's happening?
2: So, I mean, uh, I'm re- I'm we're we're transitioning back to the meta the beginner Metabuster videos. So those are us kind of deck teching for beginners. The basically DDB lists essentially or, or versions of them. Um, uh, and we just intersperse it with kind of whatever... The the inspiration strikes me. We'll do a few budget videos. Maybe we'll brew some stuff once in a while. Um, and then I've also on my budget brews gameplay channel uh, is it's got a bunch of old CEH games, but I've got two one hundred dollar games that we just posted. Kind of just uh, for the coming up for the tournament and stuff. People wanted to play some practice games.
0: I love that series that you guys have the hundred dollar. Deck texts,
2: yeah. We'll we'll probably transition back to those eventually. We're kind of phasing off of them for a little bit. Kind of, there's only like there's only so many that I consider like worth highlighting or playable. Yeah, yeah. I mean, there's a lot of playable decks, but there's only ones that like the the issue kind of becomes is like when I put it up on YouTube, somebody's gonna click the buy button, maybe, and Mm, I I feel like somewhat responsible to make sure that. I'm at least being genuine with what I think is a good thing to go with. Yeah. Mm -hmm. No, that makes a
1: lot of sense. So Cool. Well, yeah. Make sure that you guys check all that stuff out. We're going to link all of Timmy's socials, where you can find his content, the website. Everything is going to be in the description of this video down below, so make sure that you check that out. And with that, I think we're going to move to the rest of cleanup. So, again, we would like to thank all of our high-tier patrons, that being dute. Usable Object, Senator Tom, Sora Flower, Scorish, Jeff Bezos, Geos Justin, and Domino. Thank you guys so much for the support. The support from our patrons is what makes us here at Sadnos continue to pump out content. So thank you guys again for everything. Thanks for having me, guys. The,
0: oh, yeah. Anytime. Yeah, thanks for coming on.
1: And then uh, for those of you that haven't already joined the Discord, please join the Discord. It's where you can find people like Timmy talking in there all the time talking about episode discussions meet with us we uh we do deck building advice we talk just about life uh Hamter, uh if you guys are into you Hamper. know uh <laughs> uh hulk decks we like talking about minsk and boo um just all different types of content inside jokes all these things that you're missing out by not being in the discord uh we also have a channel dedicated to the local Metro Milwaukee area where we cultivate CDH games meetups uh, different um, LGSs that we run tournaments at and things like that. So if you'd like to be a part of that, we'd love to have you there. And finally, whether you're listening on YouTube, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or anywhere else, please like, <coughs> subscribe, leave a comment, drop us a review, or share us with your friends. It really helps with growing our channel and gives us the ability to work with new people like Timmy and reach new audiences. And with that, we'll end the episode here. So thank you, guys. Have a great
3: week. We'll see you the next one. I nice. yes. mm-hmm.